The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. <laughs> If it was truly reddest the bluest, though, uh -huh. technically you would put the orange guy first, right? Would you? <laughs> is orange more red than red? That's just listen to yourself right now. This is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. We're back with the hottest conversation on the Internet right there. All right. All right. I am stupid. Okay. I did have a dumb blonde moment. I know orange is not redder than red. But my point was that on the... I, my point was right, yeah. okay? Orange is not redder than red, but if you're going reddest to blue, orange should have been the start because it's the least orange, and then it goes in, or least red, and then okay. it goes there. I, right? I don't know what parts of your point are yeah. true and what parts are, are totally You knew what my still. points were. You know. Stop playing to the crowd over here. Homie, not Bucky Cox, though, maybe is clarified for you. Right. Here. And I think he's going to even put it better than maybe you have. And he <laughs> sent this to us if you're watching on YouTube or Man, Peacock right now. I love now. that, not, not Bucky Cox. He, he I goes, you. you're right, Chris, and this is a color wheel with all the colors that you're going in a, around in a circle. He goes, you're right, Chris, that orange is further away from blue than red but you're insane for saying that orange is more red than red <laughs> i didn't mean to do that mario all right uh, at not bucky cox i didn't yeah. mean to say that part that's what i meant with the dumb blondness that came out of my mouth all right so yes that was totally insane for saying orange is more red than red <laughs> yes it was but thank you but here for, hold on can we go back to that real that was quick, a great job one more time that exactly. was a great job and he's trying to defend you but yeah. if we go back so it depends on which way you're going around the color wheel though if you're going clockwise, it goes red, orange, blue. If you're going counterclockwise, it goes red, blue, orange. Right. But we're going counterclockwise <laughs> here. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if we're going to reddest, yeah. you would start with the orange and then get redder. Okay. Right? All right, so that's this is going to be one of those things where it's just like you just uh, you probably have a point in there somewhere, and I think you do. Yeah, and I think that you also have a point that is not right, and, <laughs> yeah, and I probably we've been do. we've been hammering that home. Right. And so right. I'm going to step away from this conversation. I'm trying to get social media to kill me for this instead of my <laughs> rankings, right? Yeah, <laughs> which they haven't so far. I feel like your quarterback rankings didn't. You know, people were like, oh, I see that C.J. Stroud. Yeah, they're concerns with Bryce Young. Yeah. And, I then, know. and then Will Levis, even, you were lower on him than most people. I people think. are seeing that a little. Uh, kind of. Don't right? you feel? I mean, have you yeah. felt that, too? I have felt that. Like we talked a little bit on that Wednesday after the court. Yeah, you know, Hendon Hooker, I feel like his name is definitely more in the mix ever since we yeah. kind of brought him up there. So, yeah, it's good to see. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I think it's obvious who the top two guys are. You know my thoughts there. Uh, I like C.J. Stroud a lot. Bryce Young, I like him a lot, but he does scare me. He really does. The other guys... 
You know, Will Levis, there's, there's a lot of unknown. It's potential, but it's unknown. Same with Anthony Richardson. Hendon Hooker, to me, is one of the ones that's a little bit of a safer bet, if, especially if you just took away the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, again, we'll see what the NFL thinks about it as time goes on here. So maybe if we have some time at the end, we'll get to some wide receiver reactions because that was the yeah, last Yeah, we had one or two there, on right? Monday. Yeah, yeah, a couple there. But today is all about the corners. Cornerbacks, baby. You know, quarterbacks was last week. Cornerbacks this week. That's my, so. some of my favorites, really. In fact, I love evaluating corners. Why? I just there, There's just something about the pure, raw athleticism and explosion that's just fun to watch and just go, let's watch guys that are – going to be paid to chase and cover like the greatest athletes on the planet. And we're all going to go, why did you let him catch the ball? And it's like, well, yeah, cause that guy runs four, two, nine and he's six, two. And you're like, that's <laughs> yeah. why, but yeah. he knew where the ball was going. Yeah. And it's just a special person, attitude, demeanor, mentality. You know, these are some of the most mentally strong people in all of sports. I mean, you got to remember that too. We really, a lot of them, we only show them when they're getting beat for a touchdown or beat for a big play. You're on an island. It's, you get beat by Jamar Chase. All they do is show the corner's face like, hey, you're the guy that got burned by him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's, it's where they can wipe the slate clean and move to the next play as good as any athletes I was ever around, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the good ones are amazing. Rondé Barber, you know, he could get beat on a play, and the next play be like, fuck you. There's no way you're going to catch a ball on me right here. There's no way. It's not going to happen. That was a that was just a I made a mistake the play before I tripped yeah. right and they just have that ability and then the then the the toughness they have within the size of the package they come in you know they all again Rondé Barber those guys it's like yeah these guys are 185 190 200 pounds and they run around and hit people and play like they're sledgehammers so yeah. I do love this position they have to be as fast as the fastest wide receivers out there exactly and as physical as the most physical. Yeah, wide receivers yeah, out there, exactly. which is a difficult, uh, a difficult, difficult dance for these guys. Yep. You have to learn just to, when you get burnt, turn around as quick as possible and like look at someone else. Yeah, yeah, right. Get throw up your do. arms. Yeah, throw up your arms. Do the honey badger, right? Yeah. That's what he did there for a while. I wasn't supposed to cover him. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, so let's start out by taking a look back. Yeah. Power to the sheeple. How have we done? How have you done over the past couple draft class? Yeah. And I picked a couple. I picked 2020, and then we'll just look at last year before we get into this year's rankings. Uh, 2020 was an interesting year yeah. for you because Jeff Okuda was not only the number one corner on the board, for a lot of people, he was the number one player in the right. NFL draft. Right. He was like consensus number one at all positions. Right. Uh, you did not have him number one. You had him number three. Yeah. He was the first corner off the board right. at three overall to the Lions. Yep. Uh, you like C.J. Henderson more uh, in that draft. Um, but I, A.J. I, Terrell. As a Lions fan, yeah, A.J. Terrell as well. Yeah. As a Lions fan, um, you, were, you were right on Jeff Okuda. Well, Some of the things you, you saw there have borne out over there. It's been some injuries too, but yeah, yeah. some uh, limitations for well, sure. Yeah, Okuda's, you know, I, I, I think, you know, and again, we'll see with C.J. Henderson. He hasn't necessarily lived up to the expectation there quite no. yet either. A.J. Terrell. You were higher on A.J. Terrell. You had him second. Yeah. He was consensus fourth, and he was third off the board. A.J. Terrell to me was phenomenal. And really, you know, he, he got hurt his hamstring a little this year. He did not have his best year, but he, he is in the conversation for one of the best corners in football when he's full systems go. He looked like that the year before. So we'll see where he, you know, looks this this year. But, yeah, the thing I worried about with Akuda is I know the test 
testing numbers and all that were good. And then when you watch film, the technique and all that was great. And see, that's where I think the NFL community sometimes gets a little too obsessed, where they're like, oh, look at his hip turn and look at his ability to plant on the, you know, plant his foot in the ground and drive and all that. When I want to go, yeah, okay, it's really perfect. You're right, techniques wise, it's perfect. But the ball wasn't broken up, the ball was complete. A.J. Terrell, you know, his hip turn wasn't quite as good and his foot placement wasn't quite as good, but the ball was incomplete and he knocked it down. And that's where, you know, I'm into the more raw ability that way sometimes. And I think sometimes technique and, you know, system and players around you sometimes can get convoluted into this corner conversation. And I'm a little bit more about just the guy. And you know me, I'm a little bit more and you better be able to play man-to-man and lock somebody down because – Zone is teachable. I know some people can be better at it than others, but it's teachable. And that, to me, the elite part is being able to, like we said, joke around and cover guys that are 4-3 and go, yeah, shut them down, no problem. I would say you definitely have a type from watching the highlights of the players that you have picked for sure. this year. I sure. was like, you, you do like the guys with a little bit of an edge, and there's some no com- question. There's more than some competitiveness. There's yeah. a lot of competitiveness yeah. there. Uh, last year's draft was... I think it was a good one for you, too. And I'm not just saying that because you're right here. Because you know me. I will crush yeah, you at any opportunity. Str- you, 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 told me, you tell me when I struggled or I've, you've had better. So here is what we saw from uh, 2022, just last year. Uh, Derek Stingley was drafted as the first corner off the board. He was consensus number two. You did not even have him in your top five. Well, Derek Stingley, like, I understood that everybody was going to. But, the, you know, again, when you haven't played two years, basically – is which he what he did, and there was injuries to the lower part of his body, and your job is to run. And then when you turn on the film and you go, man, this guy's got really he's really talented, but wow, he lets up lets a lot of people catch the ball on him. It doesn't seem to care or show any emotion. That bothered me. So yeah, you know this is a position like we were just talking about. You better be feisty as fuck, and you better fight people for every yard and completion there is if you think you're going to be good in this league at this position. Yeah. And I think when you look at the top corners that's there, I saw a missing element in that with Derek Stingley Jr. And guess what happened in year one? Some of that showed up, right? It showed up. He certainly shouldn't have been the number one corner off the board. We know who that should have been. Sauce Gardner was the guy last year. You had him number one. Consensus was number one, too, on him. Um, although it was split a little bit, if you really did believe in Derek Stingley's yeah, upside, yeah, there was a, there was certainly a faction of like forty five percent of the draft crowd was like, "No, he's the guy." I agree with that. Right. Uh, you had Trent McDuffie second. You did not have Kyir Elam in your top five. He was the fourth corner drafted off the board. Fourth corner picked, and 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 again, you know, got beat out by a six rounder from Villanova to start the year, and wasn't playing or starting. And then you know, injuries happened, and he got in the lineup. But again, the concerns I saw there tightness in the hips, a little straight liner, holds too much. All those things were true. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is one. Of, this is a position I feel pretty good about. Well, I, yeah. I feel like I have a pretty good eye about, about it. I've been around some good ones in college, the NFL. You know, of course, played against a few too. And uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to puff out my chest well, a little on these. The two other guys there on the bottom, yeah. you know, Marcus Jones was an all-pro. You saw his explosiveness in the return game. Right. But could played be a lot the, on one defense. of the best nickel guys in football here as we go. You had him fifth. He yeah. was consensus tenth, was twelfth off the board. And even the one that you know people might look at and say, I don't know about that, Jalen Armour Davis, who we enjoyed talking to. Yeah, we called him awesome Armour. He, right. like he was a great guy. <laughs> um, he got hurt er, very early in the year. Yeah, and was playing a little so bit. So here's the deal. So yeah. he played in the second game of the year, he played like 50% of the snaps. Right. 
right. as a, what was he? He ended up being like a fourth round draft pick yeah. or something like that. Yeah, which I don't know. I never really figured out why. And he hurt. started, and he started yeah, I know. the third game, and that's when he got hurt. So it was like we had a fourth round corner that you liked who was in the starting lineup for the Ravens three weeks in. I, I would think healthy and all of that. That's why Marcus Peters isn't there, and they see that this guy can be the guy that takes over that department and plays there. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. We certainly had the measurables, you know, the attitude. And then, as you know, I'm big into the positions you're put in as far as this evaluation mm-hmm. process. You're dropping into your third all game long or playing Tampa 2 all game long. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to give you, like, as great a grade as the guy who's locking somebody up. But, oh, okay, he he got beat three or four plays or let up a reception or two. Yeah, okay. Well, 70 plays, he was on an island. It's hard. You were on an island for three plays, but your grade was better. Because you drop, so I'm not into that. That I, I don't. You don't get a free pass for, you know. Oh, you dropped into. He backpedaled really nicely into his third all game long. Yeah, he's he's got a check plus on every play. And then the guy who's locking down a four three receiver and let up three receptions for seventy four yards, he has a negative grade. And it's like, no, that guy's way better. It's not even close. So this is a good question from Moose Maxwell 31 before we get into your number one corner in the draft class. Right. Is this the deepest cornerback class that we have seen in the last few seasons? I feel like we're going to see loads of starting corners in every round of the draft. So you look at, I mean, yeah. so many of these guys, yeah. probably 20, 30 guys, I, right? I think it was plus 30 in this department. Oh, again. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of them. Yeah. What, what do you think overall? I, I think so. You know, I, realistically, you usually get around 20 that are drafted. You know, something I said to Pete Demolitis today, I was like, man, the top 15 or 20, they're pretty good. They're players. Like, they're going to be around the NFL for a while, right? So I did not look. I looked at it as a pretty strong group. It's got a little everything here. Top heavy, right? I think there's some stars here. And then it's got a lot of like, okay, this guy will never be a star, but he's going to be a starting corner for a long time in the NFL. Let alone a little bit of everything to go along with it, too. You know, like receiver, it's going to be a little bit of eye of the beauty of the beholder. What do we need for our team? What kind of scheme do we play? Oh, wait, we have two smaller guys. We need a bigger guy, right? right. It's got a little bit of all of that in this draft for we, sure. Yeah, we go up against so, A.J. Brown twice a year. Exactly. You know, so like you that. might yeah. – exactly. you gotta have you got to have a little versatility in your attack in case you're playing – yeah, like you're saying, we're playing the Bengals. We'd like to have a guy that can cover Jamar Chase and his speed and his quickness – but we'd also like to have a guy that's tall and can hang in there with T. Higgins on the other side. And yeah. he just doesn't physically dominate us all game long. And I think that's, you know, the balance of here is just trying to figure that out, you know, what works and who's the best overall and what makes sense here. There was some value last year. We, we talked about it with Marcus Jones. Also, Tariq Woolen was a fifth rounder last year. No so, doubt. Who fell a little bit. Who The consensus was a little higher on him, but for whatever reason. I think people. Small school, maybe. Sm- smaller school. You never got to see him against really big time receiver you were, there were some technique things where you're like I man I, I see but I'm just not sure is is this the way he plays or whatever I think there was yeah. just a few things there that's what happens at the unknown schools so you just never get to see him tested so you don't trust it and you know that that's definitely the hard thing about those type of guys well some of these guys have some warts we'll talk about those but the fewest warts are on Chris Sims number one corner this year so let's get into it make sure Chris is on the right notebook page I'm there I'm there 
He is on the I'm page. I'm almost at the end of this notebook, so I'm about to open up a new one. Know, uh, safeties or offensive I'm lines. so excited to talk Another. about these guys, oh and especially God. this first guy. I can't even tell you. This is the most excited I've been so far since the offseason started. All right. The Chris Sims 2023 cornerback draft prospect rankings begin with Tier 1, and we do have We one. have three guys. We have three guys in Tier 1. So this is the th- first time yeah. that we have seen this in your rankings where you have three guys who are more similar to each other than different. They're, they're, it's nitpicky. Not the way they play, but right. their talent level. Right. They're, these are big-time, talented players. If you had somebody that told me my number three was their number one, I'd go, okay, I get it. I'm not, you're not crazy for that, mm-hmm. right? It's just not my cup of tea. But let me just tell you this and make sure we're clear about this. So far out of the players I've watched, and I have a hard time thinking anybody's going to up, up this, all right? This dude I'm about to talk to is my new man crush in the world, all right, let alone football. And was the most exciting film to watch at a corner that I can remember in a while. One of the most exciting, fun films to watch of anybody I've seen in a while. And it was not only the play, it's the attitude, it's the bravado, it's everything you know Chris Sims likes in a corner. Everything. And your number one corner is Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Now, again, it's not like by a huge margin. You know, but this guy is, he's must-see TV, okay? I don't, where I'm going to start is he's, he's up there with one of the most twitchy, sudden people I've ever seen in my life. To the point where when he takes off, you're like, wait, is that real? Did he really get to full speed in a half a step? You know, did he really, like, make a move that quick and break on the ball and then close it? What? Did he really come down and hit that guy like that? Does he think he's Ray Lewis? Did somebody tell him that he's 181 pounds? I mean, it's unbelievable, let alone being in what I would say, out of everybody I watch, the most tough positions out of any corner in the draft. Hmm. It, it's constant, him on an island. It's constant. Even when they're playing zone, it's like quarters, and it's like, ah, oh, you're kind of still in man. It's, it's, he never really had a playoff. He can do it on both. Bump or off, both are phenomenal. It's rare to have that. He's got very good play strength for a guy that's 5'11 and a half, 181 pounds. He doesn't know that. He thinks he's 220. Nobody's told him. Yeah. Right? He's that. But, like, here, here's – I watched these guys in alphabetical order. And I went, you know, from one guy that I loved to him. And, I mean, here – I'm just going to read my second line. Sure. Right? My second line goes, right away I can see, holy shit, twitchy and sudden. I mean, and then I just went, my third round, it's efficient and easy, sudden, and can see the ability to accelerate, you know, whether it's downhill or stick, it, stick the foot in the ground and changing direction. You know, so there's, you know, as compared to my number two guy and my number three guy, he might be a hair tighter in his hips, okay? But his twitchiness and explosion and acceleration, and then I think when you add all that on to, like, incredibly instinctive, and sees plays develop in zone or screens or whatever else, you just start to go, what does this guy not have other than that he's not, you know, 6'2 yeah. and over 200 pounds? Um, he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, he really is. And uh, like I said, 
It's 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 aggressive man-to-man coverage. It's not a lot of holding and grabbing, which is another element I should have brought up here. Yeah, because that's something that goes on in college football that's not nearly called to the amount it is in the NFL. Where I go, this guy's not going to get away with this in the NFL. He's going to get called for this every time. This guy plays it legit, does it the right way. Um, I'm just amazed. He's a kamikaze, is what he is. Let alone being an island shutdown corner. So he was first team All Big Ten. And uh, first-team All-American, Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year last season, excuse me. And he did not start playing football until his junior year in Pensacola, Florida. So he is a late-to-the-sport guy. Shocker, he's a Florida guy? Yeah. I could have guessed that if you would have, I would have gotten, you know what, this guy's a fucking crazy Florida guy (laughs) that loves when the bright lights are on and just wants to compete. And I'm saying that in the most loving way because I am the huge believer in Florida guys. So So I really am. Pete informs me it is pronounced Devin. Devin. Devin Witherspoon. Did I say Devon? That's all right. Like Devon White. Remember back in the day that Kansas City Royals, uh, he is the number one guy, no matter what you call him. That's his nickname to us now on this podcast. (laughs) Um, So the fact that he's been late to the sport and hasn't played a whole lot, I think it's instructive to look at his last three seasons and kind of making the leap in what he has done. If you go back to 2020, he allowed a completion percentage of around 70%. So there's a learning curve for him here, obviously. You don't don't play until your junior year of high school. That's what's going to happen. But this past year, Chris, uh, 34.9% completion percentage, 14 passes defended. He uh, became that elite corner, which I, I don't know if you look back at 2011 or 2010. Probably not. No, or 2020, I didn't. No. I mean, yeah, I did not. 2021, 2020. Right. But, um, but yeah, he's he's made steps. And I guess that's that's part of it, too. It's like, how quickly is he learning? And he's learning very fast. Apparently. And, you, you know, you, you can see some of that. Like, I knew some of the backstory there about, you know, him not playing and all that. But I don't get too deep into the weeds with all that stuff. But, yeah, it makes sense. Because, uh, you know, again, there 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 is some you know, technique issues that maybe are not perfect, but he gets away with it because of how explosive and how, how he can accelerate and everything yeah. there. Which is funny in the draft process. Sometimes that's a plus. But, but, right. If you think you can teach that. Exactly right. And I think he's showing in that that he can be taught and he's gotten better in that department to what you're saying there. You know, if you're getting in the negatives, it's very few. It's maybe that he's a hair over aggressive. And what I mean by that is that, I mean, he just thought he doesn't want to let you catch any throw, any play, any pass. He sees a slant route. He's like, I'm taking it away. So then there's a double move. But his makeup speed is phenomenal. You know, it's a shame we didn't get to see what this guy did as far as combine, 40, all that type of stuff, because he looks like the type of guy that could have a scary 40, 10-yard split, three-cone drill, 20-yard shuttle, all of that looked like it would be off the charts. But, yeah, there's not really much to look at here and say there's a negative. You know, the technique thing, the hip thing, like I'm talking about, it's minor. It's my, it means nothing, obviously. He's my number one yeah. corner. Everything else checks out. Start-stop ability, incredible. You know, plays bigger than his 5'11 size. Got unbelievable ball skills. So, you know, he's different than some of the corners we've seen be the top pick the last few years, right? Uh, he's different that way. And he's not your prototypical like we're talking about. Everybody wants everybody to be 6'1 or 6'2 right now. Right. I'm, I think it's a little overblown. I do. I'm not so worried about it. You know, I'm not going to go, oh, the guy that's 6'1". You know, he's not as good at man-to-man, but he's 6'1". You know, and uh, just because he's 6'1", I'm going to make him the better corner here. No. No. There's, there, you know, okay, yes, yeah, some of those 50-50 ball situations, will the 6'1 guy be better? Sure. 
some of those 50-50 situations, though, I'll tell you, he's not going to be there for the 50-50 part because he's going to get burned. Yeah. So the other guy's there, and you go, oh. Then we downgrade him and go, he's not that good with 50-50 balls. And I go, okay, this guy's six four and he's not perfect. I didn't say he was the most perfect human ever. Yeah. So uh, those are things we got to take into account. But, you know, I think he is the perfect modern-day NFL corner, too, because of the inside-outside versatility there. Jamar, T- Jamar Chase doesn't line up just outside anymore. You know, and to the point where we're in love with these big corners, and I know I'm going down here because it, it, the, 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 the big corner, I get it. You got to have that guy for a DeAndre Hopkins and all that. But what we're seeing, too, is there's nobody in football that can cover the Tyree Kills, the Jalen Waddles, the Jamar Chases of the world. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys that are unbelievable route runners. Jamar, Justin Jefferson, I'd actually put him in that. Justin Jefferson's, yeah, he's good at 50-50s, but that's not really his game. His game is shaking you and running great routes. Guys like this are going to be able to cover him really well. So I love, uh, I love this kid, as you could tell, my new man crush. How much do you love him, though? Plug and play 16. Is there any corner prospect in this draft equal to Sauce or Patrick Sertan? I like Witherspoon, but is he the same type of specimen as those two? He's different because he's not the prototype long-length guy. I like him better than both of them coming out. I do. Really? I do. I, Patrick Sertain, as you know, I had Tyson Campbell as the number one corner, which is another one I'd like to say I'm very proud of because Tyson Campbell is an all-pro-ish guy already, whether the rest of the world knows about it yet or not. That's their fault, but he is. In fact, the second half of the year, I would tell you Tyson Campbell played better than Patrick Sertain. In fact, it was almost like immediately after I made my cornerback rankings in the middle of the year, and mm. I went, man, Sertain had like his two worst games of the year right after that. <laughs> but he's different than those guys. Yeah. And Sauce certainly didn't have some of the twitch and quickness and the change direction movements that this guy has. This guy's on a different level in that department. Sauce beat you. He's got quick feet. Sauce beat you with strength and straight speed and then his instincts, right? But if he had to get in the slot, like Devin, Withers, Devin Witherspoon does a few times and has to play some of the jitterbug-type guys, that film wouldn't have looked quite as good, right? So that's – I'm, I'm in love with this. And these are, these are honestly more my kind of guys. I'm a little bit more into the, you know, shifty, man-to-man, really fast, explosive guy rather than the taller, straight liner, not that shifty guy. So I, maybe I'm a little more biased towards well, this guy that, overall. Yeah, is that different? Because of the way the game's evolved and who the wide receivers are that are dominating right I, now? I think so. You know, again, I know some teams play more zone, and you might like some of those longer straight-line guys. But, yeah, you know, one, like you hear me say, you can't play zone all the time anymore. You can't do it all the time. I mean, you got in the Super Bowl, you see, you play Mahomes or Jalen Hurston, they're, they're going to they're gonna pick you apart, period. There's got to be some big plays where you got to go, you got to play him, man, and we got to – we can't let them have anything. And, you know, yes, and that's where this guy, these guys have, I think, more versatility as far as the guys they can cover in the NFL. Yeah, the really, really tall, big guy could be an issue. But the rest of the group, I feel like they match up more than the vice versa of what I'm saying, where the tall, long, skinny corner that's a straight liner, yeah, he matches up with the tall, straight line receiver, but there's like four other receivers on the team that mm. they're playing that he doesn't match up with against. So that that's where I favor, you know, this type of guy more than the other one. Anthony wants to know, is Weatherspoon a good fit for the Raiders of seven? <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, plug and play 16 as well. This guy fits anywhere. 
anywhere. It doesn't matter. He could be the best nickel in the football. He could be the best outside corner in football. But that high in the draft, if you have a top 10, yeah. top 5 pick, yeah. you would be comfortable as a GM I would. picking him. I, I would be every bit as comfortable. I would. I'm, you know, Again, it's the only thing you worry about this guy is long-term, is he going to hit himself out? He's that psycho in Kamikaze where you're like, I hope he doesn't crush himself and break both of his shoulders and, you know, have issues like that because he's just gone so kamikaze in the NFL. Other than that, there is nothing to worry about. You want people to cover Sky more? You want people to cover Keenan Allen? This is your this is your type of mofo right here. You want somebody to shut down Jerry Judy and his great route running? This is your kind of mofo right here. Yes, he can play 7 Raiders definitely. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have a man crush on a man Devin crush. Witherspoon. I have a, this is my. I thought this was going to be my next guy. I thought was going to be my other man crush, until I saw him. You can have two man crushes. I can. Right? I can. But one's greater than the other. <laughs> so the one that's greater than the other is Devin Witherspoon at number one. Your number two corners. You've brought us there. Let's stay in the Big Ten. Right? Yeah. Stay in the Big Ten. I, DJ Turner, Michigan. All right. DJ Turner from Michigan is is one where I had. No expectations. I had heard the buzz on Devin Witherspoon. You know me. I don't care about buzz, but I knew of it. DJ Turner, all I knew is he ran a fast 40 at the combat. That's yeah. all I knew. 4-2-6 or yep. 8 or something like that. 4-2-6, 1-4-7 split, 38-and-a-half-inch vertical, right? Yeah. To me, the most technically sound corner in the draft. Mm. There's, there's nobody better at technique. You know, like Witherspoon, the ability to mirror receivers of the line of scrimmage, the quick feet, is phenomenal. His hips, better than Witherspoon, right? His ability, again, like, hey, you know, I'm, an, and I'm trying to paint a picture for people, but, you know, we're running a go route up the sideline, right? And I'm turned on the inside because I'm looking back at the quarterback. You know, now the guy makes an outbreaking route. His ability to flip those hips, turn, and break on the ball. It, it, it's right up there. It's actually more smooth hip-wise than it is – uh, for Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon might be a hair twitchier and a hair 
better with acceleration. So he makes up for not having that hip thing that we talked about. We're talking about here, but I mean, what what more can you say about the guy? Start stop ability amazing, makeup speed amazing. You know, other than Witherspoon, I think is put in the second most tough spots out of anybody I watched in this. I mean, he plays man to man in your face a ton against big time receivers. You know, he's awesome defending double moves. You know, he can be the nest, best nickel or outside guy, you know, and then and then oh yeah, he's also the fastest guy in the draft. Like he's got it all. I mean, he really does. His ability to turn and run was the best I saw until I watched Witherspoon, which was the next guy after him. Yeah. But I would argue I'm not sure if Witherspoon's is better than Turner in that department, right? Turner's ability to turn and close the gap and close on a ball on a go route or whatever. It is it's it's effortless. He's very comfortable in knowing I'll stay in your hip pocket because if you decide to turn it on and go, you're not going to be able to turn it on and go as fast as me. So I can stay in the hip pocket and wait for you to make your breakdown to make your move, and now I'm all over it. I mean, his fit, footwork is phenomenal, right? There's only one thing you can question about the guy, in my opinion, and that's okay. It's it's like Witherspoon, the size thing. Yeah. All right. And yeah, he, and he looks a little smaller than Witherspoon. I mean, he, they're they're basically the same. You know, five eleven, one eighty. They're kind of the same. They're the body same guy. I would go. I think they would look the same if they were wearing the same uniform. One uniform just makes you look a little bigger than the other. Yeah. Michigan's got that uniform. It may, you know, slimming. It, it makes people look smaller. Michigan. You know, you'll see a guy in Michigan D tackle, and you go, man, what is he like two seventy five? And then you look it up, and you go, holy shit, he's three ten. Yeah, he's wearing number seven at defensive tackle at Michigan, and there is something about that uniform. It's a recruiting advantage. We'll make you look good, but but well, maybe not in the eyes of the uh, <laughs> yeah the uh, well the, the NFL people will, will figure it out. But <laughs> but I, I think you're saying it right too. There's not a much of a difference there. Is he as physical as Witherspoon? No, I, mean, I just told you. I don't know if I've ever seen a corner ever as physical as Witherspoon. But this guy like excited me a lot. And you know, back to our element. You know, he. Never never looks panicked. It's effortless. His feet are phenomenal. The ability to mirror people at the line of scrimmage is as good as I saw in the draft other than Witherspoon. Transition out of backpedal is the most efficient one there was, right? The turn and run I talked about. Hips, awesome. Acceleration, makeup speed, all of that. You know, no one really gets open against the guy ever. Now, do people catch the ball? Yeah. But, okay, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a top 15 pick next year. Oh, my gosh, he caught a ball? Like, oh, so that, that, so this is the thing I was shocked about as I was kind of like I get done with my rankings and then I start to go, I wonder where other people. DJ Turner is not on anybody's top five radar. I read everybody's description and it reads like a top five corner in the draft, but then he's like way down the list and I don't understand it. So here's PFF okay. who said about DJ Turner. He is basically Tyreek Hill flipped to the other side of the ball from a testing perspective. So, and I think a lot of people thought that too about DJ Turner. He's going to wow at the combine. Some of his measurables are going to be off the charts. And I, I think we have the octagon or the heptagon or the septagon or whichever gone we have here. It is an octagon for corners. So there it is. Yeah. Height, weight, arm length, not great. Everything else, elite. Yeah. 99th percentile for 40-yard dash. He was the fastest at the combine. 10-yard split was very fast as well. And so, a vertical leap. So those 50-50 balls, those jump balls, he can still get up there. He can. He's physical. He has a good jam. You know, out of the guys I watched too, he had, other than Witherspoon, had the attitude I liked. He's in your face. He's letting you know it. 
He's playing outside. They throw a receiver screen. He's physical to take on blockers. He's physical to hit receivers when they catch the ball or they're going over the middle. You know, again, Witherspoon's taking some of his luster, but he was kind of going to be the guy I was like, I was all excited about when I was getting done. The end, like, oh my gosh, this guy's he's finally there's a guy that really has the attitude and everything I like. And then I watched Witherspoon and I went, oh shit, he's a little bit better in some of those departments. Yeah, but yeah, so I I have no like. You know, the play strength, tackling, you know, gets in a lot of tough man-to-man situations, has a cockiness that you know I love, right? His only negative is that size department. But and, – and, and I know that there was some bigger receivers that pushed off him or made some catches. Well, let me talk about that yeah. because PFF was also high in your number one guy, right. Devin Witherspoon, saying about him. His senior tape was as good as we have seen in our nine years of college grading. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But you mentioned something to me before we started this discussion. He, he was lucky. The competition. He was a little lucky. Still in the Big Ten. Exactly. Did not play Witherspoon we're talking about here. Did right. not play Ohio State. Did not play Penn State. Right. The two teams with the best receivers. Right. I mean, those are the two teams that got the guys. So like, if there were times that Turner looked worse, he might have been going up against some of those studs. Well, I feel like DJ Turner is being a little bit scrutinized because Marvin's Marvin Harrison Jr., caught a pass on him when he was all over him where I want to go wait, wait, wait most people can't even be here to be all over him guys you know some of the guys that I see ranked you know again in top five I want to go they're not there even for the 50 50 aspect he's open and it's a hundred percent he's going to catch it because your guy's not there so that's where so he's being docked for the fact that he's in everybody's fucking grill all the time and now he has to make every play or we look at it as a negative we're looking at it as a negative. Oh, he let up a catch against Quinton, Quinton Johnston, the guy that's 6'4", and the, one of the freakiest of the freaks in the draft. Okay, great. Trust Quinton Johnston's going to do that to Jalen Ramsey next year. He's going to do it to the other big corners in the draft that people are there. Let alone they might not even been there to be in that con, you know that conversation of being in the fifty fifty. So that's where I feel like I don't understand it. I really don't understand where he is and I'm not going to be affected by it I'm not but yeah. um yeah to me this is a when I watch him I just go this is a little slightly less version of Witherspoon and I'm not sure some of his man-to-man skills aren't better and aren't going to translate even better to the NFL it's it's close Witherspoon as an overall player is better more impressive physical I get it I'm pure man-to-man I think it's closer than then then I think people are giving it credit for it. Well, that's why they're both in Tier 1 for you. And we do have some video of DJ Turner's Pro Day All with right, Michigan, cool. so we can do some scouting live here on the Unbutton Podcast. Yep. So, ooh, good backpedal. Got great legs. Oh, he slipped a little bit right there. <laughs> Dock him down. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, what are you watching when you see this? Well, I, I mean, to me, it's just the like how few steps it takes him to make the cuts. Like he's in a backpedal and he just puts one foot in the ground and he comes forward. It's not like I got to take four steps to stop and slow down, right? He goes full speed sideways. It's like chop, chop, and he goes back the other way, right? There, that's what I mean. Look, I mean, look how smooth that is. And then there's a, he can put his foot in the ground and open up his hips. He doesn't have to like redirect his whole body and go, okay, wait, rest of the body, let's get straight. So now we can go that way. Mm-hmm. He can kind of do it cut and open up the hips all in one motion and as we know it's the nfl split seconds make a difference and that's where it's going to give them the ability to be in a bad position or cover a double move or a guy that runs a post corner he's gonna he's gonna be great at that stuff 
You know, I, I, I love the kid. I really do. And I'm, I'm shocked that, yeah, he's as down the list for some people as, yeah. as he is. Because, I mean, again, Tyree Kill on the other side of the ball, where did they have him ranked? I don't, you know, I don't even know. But who, who are you talking whoever about? Whoever you just read that. The PFF? The PFF. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Where is he? Nineteenth. Right. Wow, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's they're way way low, and they they will be way low for that. That I don't I don't understand that. And then that's where I don't understand. Just read your comment. I mean, just that doesn't say nineteen. That does not say nineteen. And then I want to know where are the negatives. Other than just that's all we're going to talk about. I guess about? if you just think that he's going to get pushed around, like his size is that big wow. of a detriment that he's yeah. just going to get pushed around that much. Yeah. Right. Well, here here's another thing too that I noticed too. Like you know we talked about. You know, a little bit of the holding by DBs and all that. Him and Witherspoon play it legit NFL-wise. Like, there is no grabbing. There's no holding that, like, you go, oh, college, you get away with this. The NFL, they play it real, right? And you know, the, the frustrating thing is they have a lot of good plays where you go, what a great play. And they call pass interference on them. And you go, that was pass interference on the receiver. And they're calling it on the DB. I mean, the DBs, poor DBs. That's the one thing that jumped out to me watching college football DBs the last few days. Tough life. Oh, my gosh. There are so many plays where I go, man, that was blatant offensive pass interference, and they, they show on the film that they call it on the defense, and I'm like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's pitiful. The, the, the really, fans and the media have lost – or the referees have lost track of what – Pass interference is. We all want to see offense, touchdowns, fifty-point games. We do see a lot of those in college. So that's your top two. You also have one more corner in the tier. In tier one, yeah. And now this is a corner that's probably going to be number one on a lot of lists out there. I think I, he, I mean, he's number he one on everybody's. It seems like right. I'm the only guy that's kind of different on this one. And I, and again, I want to make sure that you know I make it clear here. This guy's really good. I just didn't like him as much as the other two we talked about. Your number three corner is Christian Gonzalez, Oregon. There's not much to pick apart here. This is why they're all in tier one. This is nitpicky stuff. We're talking about awesome versus awesome versus awesome, right? Now, Christian Gonzalez, unlike the other two, yeah, he's got a little more size and meat on his bones. The T. Higgins of the world, the bigger receivers of the world, they're going to have a harder time pushing him around and doing that stuff. He's got incredible ball skills. You know, technique, off the charts good, all of that. There's not here, there's not much here. I mean, he looks prototype. He looks Darrell Revis, Champ Bailey-ish in his uniform, right? So it, it looks awesome. And the film is awesome too, okay? It really is. You know, his straight speed is real. His ability to, you know, plant his foot in the ground, you know, break on the ball, out of transition, all that, it is really, really good. But it's not as good as the two before. The two before were outstanding in that department. I mean, outstanding. When I talk about put the foot in the ground, drive on a ball, break it up, you know, close, oh, oh double move, close the gap. I got to restart and get going here. Th- that's where I give them a little bit better of an advantage over Christian Gonzalez. Now, Gonzalez, ball skills, I maybe give to him in that department. Size and strength, give to him in that department. But I also say, Size and strength and coverage, but not in like the tackling, physicality, other aspects, taking on blocks. He wasn't nearly as 
physical as Turner or Witherspoon in that department. And you're shaking your head because you watched some of these highlights and saw that too. That's what I do. I scout yeah. the highlights after you give right. me a list there. Right. And you're right. It does pop for Witherspoon and for Turner. And not as much as Witherspoon, but they just play with an edge and aggressiveness. Yeah. Uh, Gonzalez doesn't do that. But we've said that about players in the NFL. Some elite corners, right? Jalen Ramsey doesn't necessarily love contact all the time. And they can be elite in the NFL still. That's, that's, I don't, that's where I don't go crazy with tackling or anything like that. You know, I just want to make sure is he gonna, if the guy's in the open field, is he going to tackle him? That's really, at the end of the day, all I worry about. But all the other – like that stuff we're talking about, it's just pluses, right? I wouldn't have still made Witherspoon or Turner one where I went, oh, they're kamikaze, they're physical. But, you know, they can't cover anybody man-to-man, right? I mean, yeah, that was just icing on the cake, right? So that, I'm not going to. But here's another part of it too. One, the size, you know, the hips are great. The speed, I don't think his speed and twitchiness is up there the same quite as Turner and Witherspoon, right? And there's a part of me, again, too, where, I, and I don't want this to sound negative. I don't, because the guy is awesome. He just wasn't as um, edgy as the other guys. He didn't seem, it did, the film didn't seem as competitive to where he was like, you know, oh, he got a catch on me. Like the other two, like they almost looked like they wanted to kill themselves when somebody got a, caught the ball on them, right? You know, I, not that Gonzalez was happy or anything, but I just yeah. didn't see the same edginess throughout all their games or films or anything in that department. And, yeah, I put a little something into that in this position because, you know, I think that's very important to, to survive in the NFL, especially at corner. Yeah, stylistically, just watching him, he's more smooth. Very smooth. He's going to be... He's going to be a, a course can play man to man and match up better against DeAndre Hopkins than the other two will. But, you know, I don't know if he'll match up better with Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase than the other two. I don't, I'm not ready to say that. I'm not. Zone, hey, he's very good in zone. You know, all these guys are. Now, his length and his size are more of an advantage for him in zone. I don't think he's going to be able to play the slot like the other two, too, Ken. And again, I'm putting value into that. Because I'm kind of done with, oh, slot or this or that. Fuck that. Cover a guy? Can you cover him or not? Mm. And the other two can go inside against the jitterbug types and do that too. I don't know if this guy can do that, right? So that's where he's, he's awesome. And I certainly don't want it to sound like a negative that he's number three. And I am very realistic to know that the NFL community, majority of them are going to like him. I, I understand that. So you would not be surprised if he was the first off no, the board. I would not. I would not be surprised. You know, I think Witherspoon's size will scare people. You know, I think ultimately, yeah, Witherspoon or him are going to be the first off the board. But as you are seeing here, that I think, you know, my guy DJ Turner is every bit in that conversation with them. Uh, Christian Gonzalez has good bloodlines. Younger brother of Colombian American Olympic hurdler Melissa Gonzalez. An All-American hurdler, Samantha Gonzalez, his dad played basketball at UTEP and semi-pro in Colombia. And so he's got the athletic ability, and that really is an elite trait for him. I think we have his decagon. Yeah. It's a decagon now? We've gone up to 10? That's amazing. What what, what determines, I guess it's just if they tested on it or not, right? Uh, so yeah, that, that's right. I give him props. He tested he on tested all this on stuff. everything. I know. I, I like that. I, know. I, I like that. So vertical leap, he was very elite, 96th percentile, broad jump, 95. What is that, 40-yard dash, 89? Yeah. Uh, and the height and weight and all that stuff there, he fills up a lot of the gun. He does. Right. Exactly right. Ten-yard split's not great, right? 
that's again where I get into a little bit of like what I'm talking about, the ability to close, the ability to put your foot in the ground and then drive on the ball. It's not in the same, the same level as Witherspoon and company. You know, but that broad jump, that vertical jump, what that does show is like the hip flexibleness and that there. And that's where you do see that in him. But, yeah, you know, the one thing, other thing I didn't like is, you know, I didn't feel like he got challenged as much as the other two. Didn't get put in some of the positions the other two got put in, right? You know, and, again, that, that's not necessarily his fault. I just got to see those guys in some of those situations more that made me feel more comfortable. Um, you know, uh and then and I wrote towards the end, I just wrote his burst out of transition is not like the elite of the elite uh, and probably a few too many steps at times as well. And that happens when you're a little bit bigger. Right. Um, but his technique is real and he's a top 20 pick. You talk about size, technique, and then you talk about um, straight speed. Yeah, of course, this guy's one of the top corners in the draft, yeah. one of the top players in the draft. And. You know, uh, I expect him to, to be a top 20 pick. Here's one thing that I really like. He played on special teams. He played quite well. Yeah. Blocked some kicks. Yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that. I mean, again, this is this is high-level, big-time athlete. Um, he, he, ball skills has incredible, like, if he sees it, hands, they're great. I did not think he was, you know, he, he's a little into the, try to knock the ball out of the receiver's hands as he's catching it. Mm. And I did not think he was the best in that department, right? I told you about the zone, you know. Um, yeah, his ball skills at times, when he looks good, it he looks, looks like amazing a wide, He looks good. like a wide receiver. Right. But as you start to go through it, too, there's a lot of plays where you go, oh, just turn and make a play on the ball. Don't, you know, try to time it out and knock the ball out of the, D, the receiver's hands. The receiver catches it. Uh, so yeah, but but other than that, man, I I don't know. I don't think I'm missing anything. Yeah, um, that's good. And if if the homies have questions, we can address we can, those. We can we can get into on it. Why but you sh- don't have him number one like everyone else out there? But the homies who have listened long enough know the reasons, and those were laid out very well. So yeah. that's tier one. He's cool. still in tier one. He's still in it's tier not like one. He's in a different tier. Uh-huh. You got three in tier one. So now we go to tier two, and there's only one player in tier two. I wonder what's what's more special to be the only guy in a Chris Sims tier or to be in tier one. Debatable. So, tier two, your number four cornerback in the draft is? Deontay Banks from Maryland. Deontay Banks, you know, six foot, one nine. He has more of the measurables, again, like, like the Oregon kid, Gonzalez. Mm. He's more of that. Six foot, 197. There's a thickness to him, right? And a power and strength element that certainly jumps out. Let alone, again, speed is real deal Holyfield. We're talking about a guy that's faster than Gonzalez, has a better 10-yard split than Gonzalez, has a better vert than Gonzalez. This guy's real. You think speed is as important at the corner position as any position, correct? A hundred percent. I think, it, again, we've gotten this conversation before. When you look at the top corners in the history of football, you're usually in the 4-3s and the 4-2s. You're really When you get into Champ Bailey and Darrell Revis – and Daryl Green and Deion Sanders and those type of guys. You know, I know there's some 4-4 guys in there too. I'm not trying to but but yeah, I think when you get into the elite of the elite, as you said earlier, you're covering a bunch of guys that run 4-4 and some run 4-3. So you can't be slower than them and expect to be able to cover them and they know where they're going. And they know where they're going. Right. So yeah, I am a big proponent of that. There's a reason, again, like guys like Avante Maddox get drafted lower, and then all of a sudden they get in the NFL, and we're like, whoa, and we go, well, yeah, he ran 4-2. 
There's nobody. He never has to go, oh, I have to run my absolute fastest to stay with this guy. He can stay in control, and then he can make great breaks and things like that, right? There's a lot of guys like that as we go through. The Dominique Rogers Cromarties of the world, all of those, they all did the, do that, you know? So that's where it does start. Now, this guy, like, man-to-man, great legs, runs easy, you know, you can see right away a little bit like the like the Turners and really the top three. He's comfortable in his speed, so he's never panicked. He's very comfortable in going, oh, you have a step on me? That's that's fine. You got me. I'm, I'm good. But they don't, like, fight like hell or put themselves in an un, unenviable position to get screwed over in some other route as they go. They're comfortable. They make up the speed. But he's also incredible at, like, you know – like the other two, Witherspoon and Turner especially, getting on top of people when they try to run a go route. Nobody can ever really get around him for the most part. He had one bad game. I watched three games of the guy. The Ohio State game was a one bad game, and it wasn't that bad. He guessed on a few plays. Mm. He got a little too, I'm going to show Ohio State and these guys what I'm all about. And they went, oh, no, we're going to double move you and throw a bomb on you. And he got burned a few times because of that. But okay. You know, again, he was put in positions where it's like, okay, he's covering elite guys here, and it's him and him by himself. You know, but he's sticky as hell. He's got very good feet. He doesn't know how to use his hands at all yet. So he's not really that great at jamming people to the line of scrimmage, but he's never not there, right? And then I thought the other thing that was really good with him is he his ability to play the ball. I thought his ability to play the ball and create PBUs was in those 50-50 situations or the quarterback tries to throw the back shoulder throw or all that. He's got great feel, vision to be able to cover and see the throw at the same time that I was very impressed with there. You know, I saw like you know, the Rasheed Rice from SMU, the receiver I like, yeah. who was kind of an honorable mention for us. Yep. I mean, he out-physicaled everybody. You watch the whole year. Anytime it was a 50-50 or, wait, what's a little bumping and rubbing here to catch the ball? He couldn't out-physical Deontay Banks. Not at all. Deontay Banks showed him who was the boss in that department. So that's where I love him, too. Hips, great. Change of ability, great. You know, technique is a little bit uh, – it's not on par with the three guys above. It's a little bit more raw that way. But the twitchiness, the explosiveness – you know, all of that. You know, there's a few more wasted steps in and out of breaks and transition compared to the other guys. But at the end of the day, I wrote, this kid's an island shut down man-to-man corner. He can play off or jam, doesn't hold, doesn't even know how to use his hands yet. Nobody gets on top of him. He is good at using sideline as a friend. Dude is a baller, love the kid, has it all, makes a lot of good breakups. OSU game was the one bad one. He guessed too much. Only thing he needs to work on is his hands at the line of scrimmage. And then I wrote 20 to 40, as in he's, to me, somewhere in the 20 to 40 range as far as the draft. Kenneth Gruel says to you, which of the top corners would fit Wink Martindale's defense for the Giants? Yeah. That could still be available at 25. Maybe the kid, uh, Deontay Banks. This could be that guy. There's no doubt. And we know the Giants need that. Wink Martindale needs that. That's like, like imperative to his scheme. And, yeah, I could see this guy being that guy here. Again, like I said, this guy's an island corner. He's real. You know, he's, he's got the look you like. If you like prototypes, he's right there with Gonzalez as far as the look and everything that mm-hmm. way. 
So uh, I'm a big fan and um, think he's going to be a really good man-to-man corner yeah, in the he's NFL. He's there with Gonzalez, but more physical for sure. Because I watched him first, and I was like, "Ooh, Chris likes those physical guys." And then I watched Witherspoon. I was like, "Yeah, he's got a type." There, <laughs> which is the guys that take other people's but yeah, heads you off. You see the physicalness of this kid too, right? For sure. Yeah, and especially like I said, I- I'm big into. You know, legit, playing it the real way, not pass interference, and then, you know, the bumping and grinding downfield, the fight for the ball or whatever there. I thought he was incredibly strong and physical in, in those in those uh, departments there. Yeah, he missed the 2021 season. He had a season-ending shoulder injury in game yeah. number two, but came back and had a good year last year. Yeah, that 40 time was 4-3-5, the third fastest at the Combine this year. And his size and his measurables are what? Put him apart. Put him ahead of the the rest as the octagon for Deontay Banks is filled up as well. Average height, average weight, but elite everything else. Elite. So exactly what you were saying. Yeah, elite everything else. And, you know, again, that's he, he's got an incredible, you know, 40, 10-yard split that we talked about and then has that vertical broad jump thing that, I again, like I always talk about, there's some hip translation there to be able to get down in this and then – Oh, like expand yourself to go up or out, right? Mm. There's some hip. So, and those are two guys that have great hips. They really do. They're loose and greasy, Gonzalez and Deontay Banks. But Deontay Banks is another guy where I don't, I didn't really look up where he's at for most people, but I don't get why well, I don't see his name more, you know? I, I keep looking at all these guys that, you know, I keep seeing these guys on these lists that are skinny, tall. And have no change of direction ability, but they're top five in the draft. And I want to go with if anybody runs anything rather than a go route, they can't cover you. But for some reason, those guys are all, you know, towards the top. I have no idea where Deontay Banks is even being kind of like looked at. But for me, there's no doubt. And I, I would think the NFL community is going to see this as well. That's why he's in a tier by himself in the Chris Sims cornerback rankings. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At the theater, more than the movies come to life. Movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Gold for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Number five is also in a tier by himself, just because we only go to five <laughs> corners. Uh, which uh-huh. this one was difficult for you, right? A little bit. You had a, you had a number of names that you were considering for the number five spot. The number five spot. If we'll, we'll be honest here, you know, um, 
And of course, I'm always honest, so what, I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah, but, but it makes me wonder now that you said that. that <laughs> I know, that, right? Not? That's what a liar says. All right, the number five spot was down to a few people. All right, and thank you for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Is Terrell Smith from Minnesota, Cam Smith from South Carolina, and I don't know if I'm saying my man's name right. Keeley, is it Keeley Ringo? Keeley Ringo, I believe that's, that's right, right? That's, to me, who it came down to, to number five. I had another guy in Cameron Mitchell from Northwestern that I really, really liked, but he wasn't in the top five conversation. We'll talk about him in a minute. But, yeah, those three names were the ones where I was going, oh, I don't know. You know, I liked all of them. None of them were perfect. Yeah. Um, And ultimately, I ended up going with Keeley Ringo from Georgia. It is Keeley. Killy. Pete is confirmed. Cool. Tier three or number five corner, 6'2", 207 pounds, still young, uh, 20 years old, turns 21 in June. And he's been a stud, or at least perceived that way for a long time, was a top 10 national recruit out of high school in Scottsdale, Arizona, and did nothing to disappoint at Georgia on a defense of, of studs. What'd you like about Whoa. Bingo? His size is the first thing that you just go, what? Like, what? Like, when you turn on the film, you go, "Wait, this guy's a corner? Did they? Did they? Is this wrong? Is he safety? Because like, he has a he has a like a prototype safety body, mm. like where you go like literally like thick, where you're just like, can this guy really move and be this good? Like, how can he do this? Okay, well, yeah, he can, he can. And then again, here, this is where we get into sizes and tastes and what you need or whatever. Yeah, you know, against the bigger straight liner guys, nobody's gonna push this big fucker around. Nobody." You know, that, that's certainly not going to be an issue. So that, along with the straight speed, and, hey, the change of direction stuff is not beautiful, right? He's a little heavy-footed because he's a bigger guy. It's a little clunkier than the other guys we've talked about today, all right? But it's not bad, you know? His acceleration, yeah, I wish it was a little bit better. Right, but once he gets going, like his accelerations work, you can see him like digging. Right, where the other guys, it was just like nothing. Like I felt like they were just like, oh, hey, I'm just running the park like usual. Or you could see that from this guy. But man, when he opens up, I mean, he he can really go. Obviously, with a four three six forty time. Yeah, he, right? he won his high school track state titles in the one hundred in the two hundred. And so he is straight line speed, super fast at that big frame, big body. Yes, he and, and and like very smooth as far as an athlete overall. Okay, um, his hips, his hips are not like they're they're good. Again, it's more about the acceleration off of it. That's just like okay, that's not the best I've seen here. Um, uh, you know, let's see. I'm just trying to, you know, I wrote he dig and work to build up speed. You know, um, the, the 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 only the negative is all foot stuff, okay? Mm. You know, or, or just the change of direction stuff. That's what I said. I should say. Well, let me throw something at you from yeah. NFL.com. Yeah. It was a regional scout for an NFC team, unnamed out there. He wouldn't put his name to this, but he says there are some really good games, but there are some average ones too. I think you project the size and athleticism because he's got them both, yeah. and he's scheme independent. Exactly. So. That's where he's going to be. And to me, that's where I, uh, we're getting to the point where the top four guys, I go, they can play in any scheme, and that's why they're the top four guys. Hmm. 
I think you get into this a little bit and where I am now, you start to get into, okay, this is going to be a little bit about what you like, what you need, what defense you play, all that, right? Um, so, like, hands, hands are great. And never Once he gets his hands on you, it's over, right? Good at all things physical. I mean, all of that. Again, taking on a block, guy trying to 50-50 ball, back shoulder. I mean, all of those are really, really good, mm-hmm. right? But I will say, 4-3-6 does not show up on the film. It doesn't look like 4-3-6. And to what your NFC scouts say in there, too, one, Georgia plays a ton of zone. Right, so he's not put in a lot of man-to-man. It's not like it was with Tyson Campbell and uh, uh, Stokes, who were you know Green Bay and J- Jacksonville. Those were yeah. they played a lot of man-to-man with those two. This was more of a zone defense from Georgia this year, right? But you know, yeah, I just it really all came down to just the clunkiness there. And I'm going to just read the the last part here. You know, change of direction is good, but it's not as good as the top guys. It's not bad. But, you know, but again, the guy's bigger and you would expect that, you know, same with the in and out of transition. It's not special or good, but it's not bad. You know, it's good. It's not great. You know, extra steps are to be expected. He's going to be perfect for the bigger wide receiver matchups in the NFL. Really good jam. Uses a sideline. Gets on tops. Gets on top of wide receivers. He's very good at press bail. Right. Where he can kind of press you. He gets on top of you and then you can't ever get by him. He kind of just smothers you. So that's where, you know, uh, top of wire smooth, good natural hands, really good player. Size guys are straight liners. Uh, size guys are straight liners uh, will be no problem for him. Change of direction guys are good route runners. I have real worries about. And I think that's what mm-hmm. the NFC scout is talking about a little there. When you see some of the bad games, you go, well, yeah, he's gotten put in a few positions here where change of direction comes into play, and that's not his game. That's not what it is. But you put him against the, uh, you know, who's a taller, fast, straight liner in football. Let's just say a Mike Evans type, right? Yeah. He can be able to give them give them some issues. He'll, he'll be able to go, okay, I can run down the field with you and jump up and knock the ball down and not let you dominate me that way. That That's really wish, where he is, you know? Yeah, you got to work on that department. I wish his acceleration and explosion were a little bit better. Um, but – you know, he's a guy that I, I wouldn't be shocked to see go at the end of the first, second, top half of the second round. Uh, I, I think at some point there's going to be a run on these corners yeah, because there's only so many elite ones to go around, and I think he certainly is in the elite conversation there. 2021 season, he stepped up in the big moment. I don't know if you remember this. Game-clinching pick six versus Alabama in the national championship game. With the coach telling him to go down the whole way, and he was like, fuck you, Not I'm scoring that. a touchdown in the national, national championship versus game. Versus Alabama. <laughs> right. Uh, we have some video of his pro day, so you can right, do some live scouting on the pod. I here. love Maybe the, some of those things that uh, the Michigan guy, out. Turner, because it showed us really you know, some of his skills in action. Yeah. Well, there's the vertical in slow motion. Well, you can see there's a – a thickness to this, Definitely. to this guy. It really is. And what? What do we have any uh, times for this? Yeah. See, I mean, again, that's not. This is not his game. And you, you tell me. You know, let's watch that one more time if you don't mind. That might have been slightly slowed down because I think teams do that. They go, yeah, just to say he's not slow. We just put that in slow motion. <laughs> well, I was going to say just to you and your eye right there. Yeah, that didn't look like. 
DJ Turner's drills, did it? It looks like he had to gather himself a little bit right. more. There's a little the more cut. of a deliberate moving and stuff like yeah. that. That's all I'm saying with the guy. Guy's got size, strength. He can go straight away. You know, there's a thickness to him that's real. He's probably got the the ability to be a safety later on in his career, right? You know, but this stuff here, yeah, that's good, but I'm not blown away by this. Yeah. Where I think if we watch Witherspoon or DJ Turner or Gonzalez or uh, Banks, like even there, you see there, you know, just a, there's a little bit of a clunkiness, a little bit more of a build-up speed when he comes out of breaks to accelerate and all that, where the four guys before him, it's like, all right, Witherspoon accelerates in half a step, Turner accelerates in half a step, Gonzalez it takes him a step and a half, and Deontay Banks it takes a step and a half. Yeah. This guy it takes three steps, all right? But not too many steps not to not be in steps. your top five. No. He did not eliminate himself from the contention of the Chris Sims most coveted cornerback rankings draft board of the year. <laughs> Way to lock it down there. That was smooth. You are uh, Chris Sims' top five host in the world, okay? Yeah, yeah this year, uh, this moment in time. Um, so let's take a look at it. Let's take yeah. a look at your top five here. Let's do it. Because we've got a question, too, from uh, Steve Montana. And you've kind of touched on this already. Teams have differences, preferences. He goes, yeah. are there differences in teams' defensive styles that might change the order at the top here? He goes, hashtag Lions at six. Ooh, yeah. I think he wants the Lions still to take a corner, even though they've added a lot in the defensive backfield this offseason. I, I think he's he's making the the um, the right point there and you know we tried to make that point too it's it's yes it's going to be a little bit about what we got you know who's in our division what scheme we play all of those things are going to kind of you know come into come into the conversations as far as what guys they like but man I love these five right here I mean first off just I love them I love the attitude of the first two three and four their bodies and their potential are unbelievable and five yeah, he's not perfect, but damn, when you're that big and you can run like that straight away, you deserve to be on the list. You find things that he can do. Yeah, so that is exactly the top right. five. You mentioned a couple that you had in contention. Yeah. And some names that we will see on other boards out there. Maybe take a second to talk about them. Joey Porter, Penn State, consensus number three corner. Some people say he's going to be a top 15 pick. More on why he is not in your top five. Yeah, let me just get to the page here. I mean, listen, I, I like Joey Porter. I just don't love him, you know. And, yeah, he's not even one of my first honorable mentions. Um, you know, in theory, when you turn on the film and you look at it, and you go, oh, this is going to be like Sauce Gardner, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not Sauce Gardner. It's not. And it's, it's not nearly the same ability to cover man-to-man, -man, you know. It gets his, he's strong as hell. Gets his hands on receivers at the line of scrimmage, and he bosses them around, okay? But, like, he also uses his hands way too much down the field. He's a walking pass interference or holding call in the NFL, right? You know, I, I had questions almost right away when I started to write about Joey Porter, where I saw, like, the first 10 plays, and I was just like, how quick are the feet? What's his burst out of transition? Because mm. I started to be concerned right away, you know? Um, I wrote, you know, looks a lot like Sauce Gardner from last year, but, man, he's not as twitchy or as fast. You know, he accelerates well for his size, you know. Um, but the top-end speed and all that, it doesn't show four four six on film, in my opinion. You know, but and then, and then you get into the change of direction stuff, right? And that's all 
less than, right? It really is. I did not think he was as sudden, as twitchy as I was expecting. Expecting, um, you know, his he's funny in that out of a straight backpedal, and then he has to come forward. He's very he's pretty good in that department, but anything other than that, he's not that great at gathering himself and coming right mm-hmm. whether it's like hey wait i'm i'm kind of turning and running and now you've crossed my face and run an in cut and now i gotta swing my body and my hips like we saw dj turner doing that there that's a little bit of like oh wait he's got to get his body straight and gathered up to go straight again he's he's a straight liner that way and you know that's that's where you know he he bothered me uh more than anything i i think that if you're not a tall straight line guy he's gonna have issues covering you it's, it's not gonna be easy for him there are some people that have Brian Branch from Alabama as a corner. We did not leave him out. He will be in the safety rankings. He will Correct. be in the Brian safety Branch rankings. Exactly right. Rankings. What I did with Brian Branch, because I heard a little bit of both, and I texted like two of my friends in the NFL, and I was kind of just like, hey, what is? would you guys evaluate You know, the kid from Alabama? Nobody in they both came back to me as we're, we evaluated as a safety. So that was enough for me to where I just went, okay, I'm going to make him a safety too, and I'll, uh, I'll get to that. I mean, you said some of the things you liked about Deontay Banks was that he kind of, uh, when you looked at him, you're like, is this guy a safety? Correct? Right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, Ringo maybe more than oh, Ringo. Ringo was a little right. more Ringo. of a safety guy. That's right. right, right. Banks, I, mean, I like his body. I love his legs and thickness for sure. But is that a potential, you know, good point in some of these, uh, these players with that body is that they do have a little more positional flexibility perhaps yeah sure sure there's it's a different type of flexion uh, maybe a, a, a ability or versatility there yeah. where like turner and witherspoon yes yeah, outside corner and slot right maybe some of these big corners though you can go hey you know kaylee ringo he might be able to be outside corner and now it's third down and we want him inside against a big uh, really travis kelsey right right somebody like that he's gonna be able to do that and if the team does run the quarterback draw on third and five or some run he's gonna be good tackling there too you know so there there is some versatility let alone some long-term well it covers your ass when you have guys like this too because then yeah. you go oh you know he can't cover he can't play corner but hey we can move him to safety right yeah. And that could work. It's kind of what Miami happened with Miami and Minkin Fitzpatrick, obviously, when we're on this subject. They kind of were trying to make him a corner and a corner and a corner, and it wasn't – it was just okay. It was just, like, not that great. And Pittsburgh was like, we'll take him because we think he's a safety and we're going to make him a safety. Hmm. And he's the best safety in football that way, right? So now he does those things. He's covering a tight end man-to-man. He's at the traditional safety spot. He's down there as a dime linebacker maybe in some of that. So that's where those guys can have some versatility, uh, maybe not so much in the coverage, the different cover the different receivers aspect. We've got a graphic on your Robin Hood players, which I think we want to give some love to the guys that, that you've mentioned here already that aren't in your top five, but – I want to make sure that we definitely hammer home that there are some traits in these guys that if Terrell Smith out of Minnesota or Cam Smith out of South Carolina or if Cameron Mitchell out of Northwestern, if they pop in their first year in the NFL, you're not necessarily going to be super surprised. No, not at all. Cam Mitchell to me, I love Cam Mitchell just to hit on him because I think he's made for nickel corner. He's all about short area quickness, acceleration, and then he's got that pizzazz and fire. I like. What are you laughing at? You laughing at me and my no, outfit no, no, over no, there? No, no, no. Pete's talking to me in my oh, ear. Oh, uh, yeah. Pete, shut up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cam Smith is the one that maybe I'm worried I'm wrong about. Hmm. You know, he is for the taller, skinnier guy. He's got pretty good change of direction ability. Uh, he he's can run flat out for sure. 
You know, but do I question some of that change of direction stuff? Yes, I do to a degree. That's why he didn't make the the top five overall. And I guess some of the positions he was put in, I just didn't feel comfortable with enough of what I saw there. Right. Terrell Smith, I really liked him. He was a he was a pleasant surprise to me. You know, he's got a little bit of everything. He really does. Um, really good man to man skills. Good jam. Play smart. You know, I wrote at the time. I was like, I don't like him more than the Oregon or Maryland kid, but. You know, he's up there and tied with the South Carolina kid. Like I told you, I was kind of going through alphabetical order. Yep. You know, I wish the ball skills were a little bit better. But he was good in and, tra- tra- in and out of transition, plays a lot of bump man-to-man, and has very good hips. So, yeah, these were guys, that, especially Cam Smith and Terrell Smith, that I tossed around in my brain to, you know, make number five. Ultimately, I went with Ringo. I don't know if I'm going to be right about that, but that was the guy I, I went with. But if those guys have great first years, we called it. Well, we yeah, well, yeah. well, again, you know, it's hard here. And yeah. like I said, it's, you know, there's 15, 16 corners where I looked at and go, damn, they're good players, these guys. And it is, it's like receiver. It's a little bit about what you like, what you're looking for and all that. So I know people are going to see it a little bit differently. Um, yeah. You know, those are guys to me, though, that, and I'm usually – I'm more about, hey, what translates to everything, right? All around. Right. Like Joey Porter might be better than some of these guys at Seattle 3, but I want to go, yeah, but there's 28 other schemes that I go, he's definitely not going to be better than that. So I can't put him there, you know, just to get back to that. You know, I I, I, I want to end on the Joey Porter thing because I feel like that's what – or not okay. end, but I know people – last thing I want to say what I wrote. He's long, he's strong, but he does not have great hips, and he lacks the overall twitch and explosion element you see from a first-round corner. He, do, he does not have great feet. He has to clean up his grabbing. You know, Penn State didn't really trust him in man coverage. He will be able to handle physical wide receivers or pass-catching tight ends. Okay, so that, that's where I look at Joey Porter, and no way do I see first-rounder. I mean, no way. To me, he's like middle, late second-round type mm. of guy. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll admit it if I am. We'll see where it goes. But there could be some good value in this draft because you said that there are good corners. Well, there you, is. You I think you look at top 15, are... 18 there. I go, ooh, that's, that's a good group, and they can all you know contribute to a football team. We even had a white corner that was, I would say, top 15 for me. Riley Moss from Iowa. Okay. First off, I had to like, double take. I was like, really? Is this guy really white? Like, do we really have a white corner? Yeah, but then you go, oh, he's playing at Iowa. And then so. you go, yeah, well, then you go, pro player comparison, and you go, Jason Seahorn, the only other white corner in the history of football. I don't know who else to go with. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't, I mean, again, what, he was smooth, good athlete in a lot of ways. But, yeah, there's a, a pretty good group, I think, all in all. All right, so teams could get some value out there, and hopefully – if you're playing fantasy baseball this year, you got some value in your draft. How about that? Man, I'm back with what my a transition. The MLB season kicks off tomorrow, so crush your last-minute draft with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections to dominate your league. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide. Use Pennant 25, and you can save 25% at checkout. I am pumped for opening day Yeah, tomorrow. baby, it's coming. Uh, it's like a holiday for me. I feel It's like Christmas or Thanksgiving or any one of those holidays. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. <sighs> Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango. It's your ticket to the movies. Uh, While well, we have a few minutes here at the end. Yeah. Let's get some reaction to your wide receiver rankings okay. and see if there's more hate at you. Yeah. Because you didn't have enough for the quarterback Damn. rankings, and I was disappointed. Okay, that's We didn't get, get you all riled up, so maybe some of these guys, uh, some of these homies, will throw something back at you here. We'll start with your number one guy, Zay Flowers. Mega Nuck says this to you. Where would he be ranked in last year's class? Ooh. So the Sims 2022 quarterback uh, wide receiver rankings were Jamison Williams 1, Christian Watson 2, Drake London 3, Traylon Burks 4, Chris Olave 5. Right. And I obviously was wrong, as again, as we stated last week, uh, that I, I should have had Garrett Wilson in there. That's where I was wrong. You know, I think if you had to re-rank it, you certainly would take Traylon Burks out there and put Garrett Wilson. I think if I went last year, Jamison Williamson would have been my number one for sure. Yeah. He might have been my number two, though. Above of Watson. Christian Watson. It would have been close. It would have been right around that range. Right. You know, it, it, Flowers Flowers has has it all to me, other than just the height that everybody really wants. But, again, I don't think that matters anymore. I, I think it's an overrated thing. Hmm. You know, you can move him around, and like we talked about in some of his player comparisons, Jalen Waddell, that type. I wrote Antonio Brown and – you even said Kadarius Tony, and yeah. I showed you in my notes, and I was like, I wrote a more polished Kadarius Tony. He did look stylistically like Kadarius yeah. Tony at Florida. Th- there's twitch and explosion here that are like off the charts good here. So, yeah, I think he'd be up there. And, you know, I, I like that kind of guy on Zay Flowers. All right, we've got to get you riled up here, and I think yeah. this one could do it. Josh Downs, who you see on some list, very high up, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Mm, yeah. Uh, Avery Horvath says, how on earth, all caps with earth, did Josh Downs not get an honorable mention? Only 5'9", but good at high-pointing the ball. Great route runner. Always on the same page as the quarterback. And never catches with his body. Just smooth. Appreciate all that you do, Chris. Also, thank you. Thank well, you, uh, Avery Horvath. That's a great way to bring criticism. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's not wrong with what he said there and a lot of it. Okay. He's a good oh, player. Avery is a she, too, by the way. Oh, sorry about that, Avery. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that is a great question by you. Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson screwed it up for the name Avery. Seriously. What an idiot. What a jerk. <laughs> How dare his parents. Yeah. Um, but, all right. So, here, my thing is, small guy for sure, you know, ran 4 4 8, had a 1 4 9 uh, 10 yard split, was very good. None of that showed up on film. Mm. None of that. All right. So, here's where, where I'll go. Yeah, get, got, gets a lot of free, easy releases, always in the slot. Everything is a little too under control. Never really explodes off the line of scrimmage. Rarely shows any urgency running routes. You know, and then I wrote, does he have it? Just doesn't seem to go all out. You know, um, speed looks consistent with forty time. Probably would have guessed forty four five ish. Shows ability to really stick the foot in the ground and cut as a route runner. Keep watching for a sick yak or breaking ankles. But I don't think that's what he is. He never does that. 
He does nothing after the catch, actually. He goes down and gets tackled. You know, that's not elite there. And then some of that shows, again, in the route running. You know, I wrote controlled, smart, good hands, good route runner, but uh, and could be – could could be great at adjusting the ball, I wrote. But overall explosiveness, I was expecting more. Either with the ball in his hand or coming off the ball or out of breaks and route running, I was expecting more. Good slot receiver, but that's it. There's always a place for this guy, but he's not special or first-round special or anything like that. Not enough pure physical gifts for a guy this small. So, yeah, I ended up writing third, fourth-rounder uh, ultimately for him. He's got good instincts. You know, but you know the no no twenty yard shuttle, no three cone drill, and I can see why on the film he didn't want to. They're not going to be good. It, you can you can tell, you know. And then I wrote needs to play with that more urgency and aggression, and the fact that he has no outside value hurts him too. You had Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee in your top five. Yeah, his teammate is getting on the radar of some people. I like the teammate Cedric Tillman. So we yeah. have a question on Cedric from a Forty ers fan. And in fact, the name is 49ers fan on Twitter. Yep. I know this guy might not make your list, but I wanted to get your thoughts on Cedric Tillman. In a lot of ways, he reminds me of T. Higgins, but his route running and injuries are somewhat concerning. What's your take on him, yeah. and where do you think he'll end up going in the draft? I like Cedric Tillman. He's probably a guy that I probably should have thrown in our honorable mention type of stuff. I, I put him down as a guy that gets, you know, I wrote 45 to 65. As a guy that gets, you know, he's big, he's powerful. 6'3", 213. Exactly right. He's he's strong with the ball or running routes, right? He's a little bit of a flat-footed runner, which, you know, is great for contact balance and, like, you know, taking a little jam at the line of scrimmage and all that. He's got a little bit of a Juju Smith-Schuster feel to him. I'm not going to say he was quite as good as him coming out, but that type of thing, you know, he, he, of course, can play outside. His speed is not going to be this type of speed that scares anybody. Yeah. You know, but his size and strength make up for it in that department. You know, he's going to be about strength, size, physicality. He's totally unaffected by anything physical. People bump him as he's running routes. He doesn't even know. They're like gnats to them. You know, that's right in his wheel, wheelhouse. 50-50 balls are his. He's got really good strong hands, strong, tough, good route runner, good size. Not real sexy, but I think this guy is going to carve out a role as a big-time slot receiver in the NFL. That's where I really thought it was going to be. The route running and the toughness, you know, it's not going to be and just flying. It's going to be route running strength and kind of doing it like Juju. That's where I think you're going to kind of see the value. Um, you know, got to think the ankle injury thing and all that's going to affect him. Yeah. Uh, but but the route running, probably better than I gave it credit for at first, and especially when you take into the ankle injury and, and all that that went on. Yeah, I guess he hurt his ankle against Akron and never was really 100%, yeah. so that would be good. Right. Played that year and that, that well. On a bum ankle. A lot of traits to be a really good number two NFL receiver is how I ended uh, my report on All that. All right, let's go to a couple other guys who you may have looked at who, yep. who maybe just missed out on honorable mention, or maybe they made it and you, I'm just forgetting, but uh, A.T. Perry oh, from yeah. Wake Forest. Yep. We got a question on uh-huh. him. Joshua Wright says, where would you place A.T. Perry in this class rank-wise, and who is your comp for him in the NFL? I'm looking over here at NFL.com. They have a comp yeah. of Devontae Parker for him, 6'3", right. 198. He is long. He's interesting. He's a straight-line, fast guy, but it's it's legit. You know, I, I talked about the guy from Louisiana as Downs, or not Downs, um, 
And I got so many damn names in my head. And I know we're going from corner um, to wide receiver, the two biggest groups here too. But I, I am intrigued by this kid as well. I am. I wrote him down as a as a little bit of a, a late second, third round pick, right? Um, he can really cover some ground. He's a long strider, right? He's you know tall and long, like we said there, mm-hmm. right? He's built like almost like a Quentin Johnson. You're not going to want him to be a move guy, a slot guy. It's make him an X receiver. If they play press man on him, throw him a back shoulder, a go route, or a slant route, right? Something like that. He's not going to be the guy that runs the intricate routes and all of that. Um, he, the other thing I like about him, he wants to do something after the catch. He's got something here. I mean, he really does. Now, he had a horrible, horrible quarterback, and – he probably should have had another 1,000 yards receiving. I mean, he's open all the time. I got to think he was one of the leaders in getting P.I. called against him, too. I mean, it's one thing you notice when you watch games on him. You just go, oh, my gosh, he's open a ton, and either the receiver can't hit him or somebody pulls him down to the ground because they're burned. Because his speed, I think, is dece- deceiving. He needs a little, like, route running, releases off the line of scrimmage. He needs to get a little bit better. Um, you know, And he's not the twitchiest guy in the world. But because of the threat of his speed to run by you, you know, he still can get open with some of the underneath routes, right? Size and strength, undeniable. He's a force that way, and he boxes people out on 50-50 balls. But, hey, to what you just said, I wrote, you know, he's along the lines, T. Higgins, Devontae Parker, Cortland Sutton, you know, route running could use work. Overall, I like him. He's tough, good hands, plays real big, go routes, back shoulders, slant at X is all he needs to do, Hmm. right? The wide receiver at Louisiana you were thinking about? Exactly. Michael Jefferson. Jefferson, right. He's like him and just not – he's maybe a hair faster straight-wise but doesn't have the hips or route running that, that uh, Jefferson had. we got one more name for you that okay. the homies want to throw at you. Yeah. See if you saw his tape. Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Yeah. You know what? And- Derek C. Blunt. Right, you're just doing this off the top of your head here, or are you good? Did you? No, look? I nope, no. D- Bryce Ford Wheaton. I'm not going to be able. to. I don't have that notebook here with me. Oh, the it's notebook's the not of, here. It's the start of another one. The no, and the Bryce Ford Wheaton it. notebook. All right, so I'm let's sorry. do that. Let's do this. Let's 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 keep that for another time. Yep. he's not in the notebook here. It's like a little tease for the next podcast. Yeah, if he was really... down the line longer, a little farther than the rest of this group here, let though. Me, okay, look, I'm having a hard was... time finding him. Oh, here we go. West Virginia. Okay. Uh, six four, so two twenty one. Man, maybe the biggest Big guy, right. guy that we have right. so far. Um, it looks like big frame, but route would, running is a concern. What would the rest of Quickness like he was? I'm not gonna lie, he was kind of a guy that I I kind of looked four, at. Four three forty. I know he's not gonna be in the conversation. Okay, that's where I kind of wiped it off to a little bit when it was all said and done. Mm. I know. Sorry. Don't sleep I'll, on. Uh, I can read it to you. I can read it to you on Monday. You know what they say? Don't sleep on Bryce Ford Wheaton. It's a classic saying. Uh, maybe he'll come back and uh, have a huge, huge year, and maybe Chris will bring that other notebook here. But we're moving on. We're moving forward. We got too much work to do, though, Chris. Definitely do. We got lots. We got, gosh, what's our damn running backs on Monday? <laughs> got it going on here. Oh, my God. Have yeah. you even looked at running backs no, yet? No, I'm um, behind here. I'm going to have a busy next few days. I think you might be able to skip the number one guy. Well, I know that guy for sure. Yeah, he's a stud, and he's a guy that I think if it's like yeah, 15 years ago, he's a top 10 pick for sure. But now with the way running backs are and everything like That's that. That's the funny thing is like you look at people's big boards on Brijan Robinson out of Texas, and they go, he is top three, like top five player in the draft. 
And it's like, where's he going to go? Ah, late first round. 27th. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. It's just the, that's the horrible thing about the running back thing right now. It really is. Um, all right. Everybody good? You good? I think we're good. We all did right. it. We're good. You know where we'll be. We'll be back here Monday. All right. I'm going home. I'm going to get my body worked on. Then I'm going to yes. go home and watch running backs. I'm going to start that. And you know what I'll be doing in the next few days. Running backs are not the hardest thing to eval. Right? I mean, it's not where you got to put a bunch of context clues together like DB yeah. receiver. Oh, I only saw a few plays this game. Let me go to the next game. And I mean, like running backs, like a fucking guy run through the hole. Can he break some tackles? Can yeah. he break some ankles? You know? Can he see the hole when it's there? Okay, he can. Let's go on. Let's move on to the next guy. How good was he at doing of those things? So. I think running backs is hard to see if you were right sometimes because it's so team dependent. It can be offensive when you get line, the NFL. scheme dependent. That's what's yeah. brutal about running back. Exactly right. You could be the best running back in football, and if you're on a shit team, nobody will ever know it, right? Saquon Barkley a few years. Think about that. I mean, two years ago, I know he wasn't 100%, but he was still like – special in his movements and he can never get a hole so he looked like oh yeah, we gotta get rid of Saquon next year yeah. we don't need him oh he gets a few holes and all of a sudden we're like holy shit is he the best running back in football you know so that's that's where it is a little fickle no doubt about it you know where to find us subscribe rate review keep sending them the questions hope you enjoyed the podcast hope you enjoyed the corner conversation everybody be good out there Ahmed Farid thank you so much for driving the ship as always you better wear your red pants on Monday Deal. clap it up The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.